You're listening to Arms Room Radio. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to the program. Thank you, Kevin, for the intro back with uh, our good friends at GunTech. I talk to our good friends at GunTech as I do this week and every week. They said to say hello to everybody. Say hello to the audience here. In fact, we've got uh, we've got some gifts, I believe, for the audience here from uh, Phil and Charlie at GunTech. So, uh, so everybody enjoy. These are rail covers uh, for your AR rifle. Go ahead and take these rail covers, put them on your rifle. They fit on anything with the Picatinny rail, really. So uh, go ahead and enjoy these uh, courtesy of, uh, of GunTech. So uh, thank you. Thank you, Guntech. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Charlie. So, hey, on the line with us, uh, we've been uh, we've been we've been, we've been leading, leading leading into this for a couple of weeks now. We've been uh, talking about we're going to do this interview. We were going to try and do it while we were up at NRA show, and it just uh, it just got too busy for everybody. We just couldn't make it happen. Her, uh, oh, and us. Yeah. You know, we were you know we're busy too. You know, it's just a just a lot of things going on. This uh, on the line with us is 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 Liz Lazarus. Liz is the uh, author of uh, the novel Free of Malice. How how are you doing today, Liz? I'm doing real well. Thanks for having me. No, no, we appreciate your patience. I know we tried to do this a couple of times before, and we weren't able to make it happen, and uh, now we are. So uh, so welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, how, how did you, I know you ran NRA. How did, what did you think? How did you enjoy the show? Oh, so it was my first time there. It was amazing. Um, I'm so glad I went, and, you know, I'm from Atlanta, so I'm already looking forward to next year. But, um, yeah, I, I had quite a few interviews and, and got to walk around the, the booth and even caught up with a friend of mine in Louisville. So I, I just had the best two days. And also um, the luncheon, the women's luncheon, was a great experience. I got to meet a lot of um, people from the well-armed women because I'm, I'm a member there. There's there's a women's luncheon? Um, yeah. You, I missed that one. Well, yeah, I guess you probably wouldn't have been invited to it anyway, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, I doubt it. I mean, if there's a free lunch, usually you'll find us there. That's, you know, we, 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 good lunch. we tend we'll, to flock we'll to a free lunch. Year. Yeah, um, yeah. Next year's in in Atlanta, so that's uh, that's going to be a close one for you. Yes. Um, yeah, there were there were um, the thing that amazed me the most about NRA show is, and again, I've seen this the past couple of years going to it. It's more and more families. It's the it's mom, dad, or husband, wife, and then the, the children that are there also. Uh, and and mm-hmm. I think that's really amazing what's going on. One of the big things there was the was the. Project uh, Project Appleseed that we saw, and they were you know they were everywhere. The introduction were everywhere. of the you know the firearms, the safety education to the children. This wasn't like they were, hey kid, take a gun. You know, it was let's let's you know here's a nice uniform way to 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 break into the uh, into firearms. You know, without having to do it blind. It's it's like if you had a pamphlet to give the kids the sex talk, it would help. You know, this is the this is the pamphlet on how to give the kids the gun talk. Um, yeah, and you know, and, and I was there when Trump was there, and seen this uh, Secret Service on top of the roof. Oh, you raining. saw them too? Okay, good, good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it was really, it was. Uh, I only get to see the tail end of his speech, but I was, I was glad to catch it. Yeah, they're. Uh, uh, we watched it on the the TV. It was on the remotes all the way around. Uh, you know, they had to. Uh-huh. He's the he's a presidential candidate now, so the Secret Service is there, and just rather than go through that whole nonsense of uh, uh, being screened, we just watched from the from the video, from and, mm-hmm. and it worked out just fine. Um, hey, let me let me ask you a question. Let's get into the meat of this. We got some time to spend together here. You, you've you've got your novel, Free of Malice. Uh, and I do. I, it just uh, just launched in March. Mm-hmm. And I, I know this was this was uh, inspired by an actual incident. Um, 
what what can, can you tell us more about that? I mean, I, I know it's uh, you know, haven't 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 been through the book that uh, this was a a difficult thing. Uh, is it something you you could talk about, or you know, you, you want to tell us more about it? Oh yeah, yeah, I can talk about it. It, it was back in college, so I've, I'm kind of past the the point of uh, I think some of the trauma from it. But when I was um, a senior at Georgia Tech, I was living just off campus in an area called Home Park. It's you know, older homes where students live. And about four in the morning, a guy crashed open my bedroom door and um, tried to rape me. And luckily, I, you know, I don't know how I did it even today, but I was able to fight him off. Um, and um, when he finally desisted and, and decided to leave and started to run out the door, I grabbed a can of mace and, and ran after him and saw him run away. And uh, I said to my brother-in-law, who was a volunteer deputy, if I'd had a gun instead of that can of mace, I would have shot him. And he said, lucky you didn't, because that may not have been deemed self-defense. So that's what really sparked my curiosity to write the book. But the first part is is more of the therapy part, just getting over the trauma of an attack. Because even though I wasn't raped, I, I still had a lot of uh, insecurities, and, and my sense of safety was, was shattered. So the first part is really the character getting over the um, the attack. Cause it's, she's a journalist in the book. And then the second part, she writes a hypothetical legal case of what would have happened had she shot her attacker as he was retreating. Liz, I do a lot of that kind of criminal defense. What was the most surprising aspect of the way the law is applied that you found when doing your research? Well, I was really naive. You know, I, I probably lucky I didn't have a gun because um, when when he finally left and started running away, to me it was still all one incident, grabbing the mace, running after him. Um, you know, and I don't even know if I could have shot him, but to me it all felt like one incident. And as I worked with a couple criminal defense lawyers, they said that, the the past incident doesn't say that the current incident um, gives you the right for revenge or retaliation. So for me, it all felt like one flow, one incident. But for the law, it may have been interpreted that at one point he was attacking me, then he desisted and retreated, and then all of a sudden I might have been deemed the attacker. And that part really threw me off because I, I, in the heat of the moment, you don't think about that. You don't think about when the tables are turning. All I could think about was I'm still not safe. You felt like it was all one fight and not two. Exactly, and I think the law would have thought of it as two. Now, at the end of the day, and what I found out from doing my research, it probably would have been up to a jury, but um, I probably would have been arrested and, and charged with either malice murder or felony murder and um, gone through a jury trial, probably wouldn't have gotten bond, and uh, it really would have been up to a jury to decide if, uh, if it was self-defense or not. And Kevin, what do you always say about juries? Uh, they're fickle. Yeah, very fickle. Very, very fickle. You, you yeah. never know. Never yeah. know what the jury's going to say. Uh, you could you could think you got them licked and you know exactly where they're going because you, you have a hand in helping pick them, uh, but uh, you never know. You never know what happens when they get behind them closed doors. Um, yeah. The, well, uh, the in- go ahead. Interesting Liz. thing with jury selection too. So I, I watched that behind the scenes with a lawyer, and um, I kind of call it now jury deselection because the people well, that it, would be most in your favor are most. That's exactly what it is. It's jury deselection. Strikes, right? Yeah. So I noticed the ones who who stood out were all got got the strikes, and it was very much a kind of a vanilla jury. Not not nothing against the jury system, but it really is the strikes are used um, very tactically. Yeah, get get the ones that are against you, and the ones that are for the other side, and try to get the ones that are in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. People that are open, open to listening to you know experts and 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 the the, the people involved. And, you know, perhaps can compute the facts in their brain and make a good decision. Not somebody that comes in with, I'm this side or I'm that side. I'm nowhere in the middle. You know, and that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what you're trying to get. Um, 
Liz, did you find that the, the the writing was was therapeutic for you when when you were you know going through the incident? I know it, it's not a it's not a, a, a an autobiography. You know, it's you've you've changed the character and you know you've 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 created some other scenarios. But was was just getting it out uh, you know helpful? It was, and that's actually how I started the book. I, I didn't even intend to write a book. Um, so right after the incident, I think because I wasn't raped, there was a bit of an expectation to just get over it, and I even expected that of myself. Um, so, and I didn't think to go to therapy. My family didn't think of it. Um, you know, I guess back in the day, it wasn't as normal to, to go to therapy. For, and I don't think I even knew I had PTSD. Right. Um, so I just started writing about the night, um, the actual attack. And then I started writing about changes to my life. Like I couldn't wear the same clothes um, because he'd had a knife. I couldn't leave knives out in the open. I mean, no way I could go to sleep if there was a knife in the sink. So I just started writing about some of the changes to my life. And that became the fodder for what the character goes through in therapy. And um, I was fortunate because I had a, a therapist. She does EMDR tra- treatment, which is a treatment for PTSD. Um, so I wrote about that, though I never went through it. It was, I think, therapeutic and a great question for you to ask for me just to write about it. Uh, I, have a, uh, I have a friend who went through a, a shooting, a traumatic shooting event and had some post-traumatic stress from it. This is uh, years ago. And... He's lived with it, lived with it for, for, for years, and it was just always there. It was always below the surface, and he finally got to where, you know, he, he waited a while. Unlike where you started writing about it right away, he, he waited mm-hmm. uh, and started writing about it and, and found that it was, it was very therapeutic. You know, it wasn't the, for those that have, a, you know, the, any stigma against going to the counseling well, I'm, you know, I'm seeing a shrink or whatever, and I don't, you know, want people to know that. It, it was just getting it out there. He could have probably just spoken it out loud to himself, and it would have helped. Um, mm-hmm. but by writing it, it was definitely therapeutic going back over it, going back over it and, and discussing it with, uh, well, you know, at one point I'm sure he's going to, uh, try and get it published. You know, it's a very, it's a very good story and I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it for him. Um, but yeah, it, you know, very, very therapeutic. Um, so I'm glad that that, that helped with you. And I'm, I'm curious more about the treatment for the, the PTSD. You know, we have a lot of, a lot of our military brothers and sisters that listen and, uh, that's something perhaps we can we could talk about when we uh, we come back from the break. If you can hang out with us for another segment, can we do that? Oh, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, we, it's on the lines. It's uh, it's Liz Lazarus. She's author of Free of Malice. Uh, when we get back from the break, uh, you're going to hear more from her. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. We'll see you in a minute. Tech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, 
CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Uh, hey, for those that uh, are just joining us and uh, hadn't been paying attention, you know, I don't know why you wouldn't be. You know, we're, we're right here. We're right here. You need to be listening. Uh, we've got on the, on the line with us Liz Lazarus. Liz is the author of Free of Malice, uh, and uh, it, it's a self-defense book. It's a book about uh, it's been turned from an actual life experience into a novel, and uh, we, were at, we were talking to Liz about this before we went to break. Liz, you're still back with us? I am still here. Okay, excellent, excellent. We're talking about some therapeutic, therapeutic. Now I'm now I'm uh, I'm English all of a sudden. It's therapeutic, some therapeutic uh, uh, writing, and and that's that's how you actually started writing this book. Um, yeah, how, after I was attacked. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. What's what's been? And I know we've we've just been out since in print since March. What's what's the response been so far? Yeah, it's, it's been great. I, I joke you can't tell if your baby's ugly, right? So you write the book, <laughs> you get you get people to edit it, and right. you know, your friends tell you they like it because they have to. Right. Um, but when I start to get strangers telling me they like it, then, then I feel good. Um, so I've got about 80 reviews now on Goodreads with um, four and a half out of five stars. So right. it, right. and surprisingly, people asking for the next book, which that that I absolutely didn't expect. So right. um, I may have to put a mic in my next book, huh? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, what um, you should see him grinning when you oh, said that. <laughs> Just what we need, another mic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what um, 
what, what what type of audiences? I mean, you're get, you're getting the reviews. Who who are you hearing from? Is this guys? Is this women? Is this uh, you know how, who can you nail this down? Who's liking this the most? And who's, who's your who's demographic that's giving you feedback? Yeah, well, so I, you know, I originally thought women, and that, that that's who we were approaching first because it, it is more of a, a woman's book. But guys have said they've liked it too, especially the legal part. Um, I've had a couple talks now with a group called the Well Armed Women, which I'm also a member of, and that it's women who. Um, meet monthly and learn get first get education about something that's um, gun or self-defense related and then we actually go practice shooting so because i'm based in georgia i've actually spoken to five of the well-armed women groups here and we'll probably speak at the national meeting in later this fall so yeah the gun advocates second amendment advocates have been um, very strong in favor of the book and also survivors um, rape survivors which i didn't necessarily expect um, i've had Several people write to me and tell me the book made them feel normal because, as I described some of the trauma and neuroses I had right afterward, um, they said it really resonated with them. I give a class to a group here called uh, Heels and Holsters, and they always mm-hmm. ask permission to open it up to the male members of their families to come hear my talk. They're all about the practical aspects of, of firearms use and when and where to use and not to use. I, I noticed in your book that your protagonist learns to use a firearm. Have you done the same thing? I have. And, in fact, well, I, I've owned a gun for a long time. And when I went to um, – I have a Ruger. When I went to um, write that part, I thought, you know, let me pull a friend of mine who's an instructor and have him walk me through what I would go through. And it was an eye-opener for me because I, I realized that though I'd owned a gun for a while, I, I was guilty of not practicing enough. And from writing the book, I mean, a fringe benefit has been that I learned that I actually need to practice. And that's part of why I joined the Well-Armed Women is that I need to make sure I'm shooting every month. It's, it's like exercise. And when we went to the range, I was expecting him just to show me you know, full lessons on how you would teach a novice to shoot. And he started me in the classroom. And I was like, really? Is that what we're doing? He's like, well, look, if you want what would really happen, you have to start in a classroom. And some of the questions he asked me, I got wrong. So um I came from the angle of thinking I was actually already pretty good with a gun and knowing the rules and doing the research for this book was, like I said, a, a big eye-opener for me. Have you decided whether you're going to write another book? Well, I've started to get an idea now, um, which <laughs> I really thought this was a one and done. Um, but I've, I've actually gotten on two different plot lines, but one that's calling to me a little bit more than another. So, yeah, it might. And, and all the things I learned in the first one, I'll get right this next time. You know, the, the writing it was easy. The uh, all the, the distribution, and the PR, and the, and the editing is the hard part. So uh, I've got now a preview of what I'm in for. Well, yeah, the the uh, the imagination's the easy part. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's the finding the time and the discipline to put it down on paper or on uh, digits, however however you you choose to do so. What if, you know what that brings up a question. How, what is your preferred method? Are you a are you a typewriter? Are you a, are you a yellow legal pad? Or are you a computer? How do you do it when you when you put it down? Oh, computer for sure. And uh, for free of malice, it takes place over six months. And so I actually put six month calendar on my wall and started writing what happened in each month, so I could drop clues and find them later. Because though it's an educational book, so it's certainly about guns and self defense, um, it's also a whodunit. So I needed to make sure I was dropping clues. And um, I love books that have a, a twist at the end, but a twist that makes sense where you didn't feel robbed, but you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming. So um, so I had fun plotting out the clues and mapping them out. And once I've done an outline, then I, I just dig, dig into my computer. And I actually didn't write it in order. I wrote it in whatever chapter I felt like writing that day. So you don't Agatha Christie them with adding a character in the last five pages that answers everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. 
and, and most importantly, Liz, what do you carry? Well, I have a Ruger right now, a 9mm, and I'm looking to get a smaller uh, gun for concealed carry. Nice. So I'm going to get my concealed carry permit, and I've been trying out a couple guns. I haven't decided which one yet. Very open to recommendations for one uh, that would all be of them. smaller. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Liz, you're up there in, in Georgia. You know, you know they got uh-huh. the open carry in Georgia, too. So I mean, yeah. concealed carry is nice, but I, I, I tell the story on here a bunch. When we went to uh, the Georgia Carry Convention last year, it was our really our first time of any significance of of being able to open carry, and it was it was like um, I compare it to uh, somebody trying to talk you into walking onto the nude beach for the first time. You're like, okay, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this, and you take one step out, and you're like, no, give me that towel. I'm I'm I know no no no, uh, and 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 we did that. We had all these false starts, and we couldn't do it, and we finally got downstairs where. Everybody else was open carry, and it. Make it, sure she understands this was you and Mrs. Mike, not <laughs> me and you. Oh yeah, yeah, me and, or, or, not Earl and yeah. I. I took the we Mrs. wouldn't have a problem hey, hey, with hey, the hey, nude hey, beach hey. as long as we could carry our pistol. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, but would you, would you be on a nude beach? Would you be ankle holster or shoulder holster? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. Good. Good beach. As long as it's not, you can't wear the thunderwear because it's a nude beach. <laughs> wear it backwards. We're done. What is it? It's not thunderwear. It's um, thunder depend wear. Ow. It's full of CLP, though. That was mean. um, Sorry, Liz, I saw a shot to take at Kevin there with the age, so I had to do it. You should so take it. You (laughs) guys should come back to UP, because I think it's August 5th and 6th, where GeorgiaCarry.org is having their... That's the next question. Are you going to be at Georgia Carry's convention this year? I I am, and they've actually asked me to be on the panel, so I'm delighted. Cindy Wheeler is on their board and had reached out to me to do that, so... um, and she came to my book launch, and she actually was carrying at my book launch. And I looked over to her and I said, "You back?" And she said, "Yeah." And I, I mean, I felt safer. So, um, so they've become good friends of mine. That's great. You know, we will, we will for sure see you there. We, we know some of us are coming. We're trying to get all of us up there. Uh, you know, sometimes Alec doesn't like to come to work, but I, I hear that's a problem during the week too from from <laughs> Kevin. Um, just kidding, folks. He's a great lawyer. He works 100 hours a week. Um, that's trying that's to get why we have trouble getting him to the radio <laughs> events. Um, but we're going to be there. Um, uh, the executive director there, Jerry Henry, is. Uh, we've spoken to him, and he wants us to uh, to take a take a shot up there with him again and, and uh, be his guest. So we'll definitely see you up there. Uh, well, good because we miss each other in Louisville, so we will not miss each other in Atlanta. Yeah, you know, I it's it's one of those things where I when I left, I found out. Oh man, he was here too. Oh crap, we're buddies. How come I didn't know he was here? You know, there was a couple of couple of people like that that we had to. We did. 12 interviews or so that we, we, we recorded up there to, to play for the good folks here over the next couple of uh, weeks. And uh, mm-hmm. I know you had to get back to your event uh, down in Georgia, and uh, we were able to make this happen over the phone. And, and we, are, we are really looking forward to, uh, to getting with you up there in Georgia. Well, great. It's a date. Hey, you know what? I got one other question before we go. I, I, I'm cheating. I'm looking at your bio. What, what, mm-hmm. you, you, you're a pilot? Mm-hmm. How long have you been flying? I got my pilot license in, I should say permit, right, in 2006. Okay, cool. All right, that's more for us to talk about. I'm a pilot. We'll save that for uh, for the next hour. Parlez-vous français? Oui, je parle français. J'ai écouté là-bas pendant quelques ans. Well, oh, now you got Kevin's attention. Braggy, right? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin speaks the French. I speak the pilot, and Earl's over there waiting to see your uh, help you with the concealed weapons. Yeah, he, he's oh. got he's got some guns he wants to show you. Um, you guys well, are my team. I got everything I need with this, with you guys. Huh? It's perfect. It's perfect. Just uh, leave. You might bring the fiance with you, just because these guys get overly friendly sometimes. Hey, so. speak for yourself. He's carrying a gun. I'm not I, getting overly friendly. All right, all right. Yeah, but you like getting shot at. It's a hobby. <laughs> it's a, 
It's my only yeah. cardiovascular <laughs> exercise. Liz, thank you for joining us. Um, uh, how can everybody uh, follow you? What's the website? Um, so the website is uh, freeofmalice.com or uh, lizlazarus.com, and um, the book is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. You can have a paperback or an ebook, and um, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and all that social media stuff that I've learned now that I've become an author. So would, yeah, I would love for people to reach out. Outstanding. Hopefully, we'll talk to you again before the convention. If not, we'll see you there. Okay, wonderful. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. Please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, do like Liz and stay ready. We'll see you after the break. Maybe you'll get past the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Is it time to buy an AR rifle? If you're buying an AR rifle in Central Florida, get the highest quality for the best price when you buy direct from the manufacturer. That's what you get when you buy an arms room AR rifle or AR pistol. Made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to have their lives depend on the rifle in their hands. The arms room AR rifle is made right here in Central Florida with the highest quality materials and standards. Now's the time to shop the arms room today and get great prices on everything in stock. Check out their vast selection of hand guns, shotguns, hunting rifles, Liberty gun safes, arms room AR rifles, and AR pistols. The arms room is a full-service gun store and always has new and pre-owned guns on sale as well as the largest selection of Liberty safes in Central Florida. The arms room on East Colonial Drive, a quarter mile west of the Bithlow Raceway in beautiful downtown Bithlow. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. or always open online at armsroom.com. Get your arms room AR rifle or AR pistol today. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Do you have an emergency at 2 a.m. and need a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Pop for DUI? Max Law Orlando. Custody issues? Max Law Orlando. Time for a divorce? Max Law Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max Law Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. Here's your News Radio 1025 exclusive AccuWeather forecast. A spotty shower or thunderstorm early, otherwise partly cloudy Sunday night, low 68 to 73. Partly sunny Memorial Day Monday with a shower or thunderstorm around in the afternoon, highs 89 to 92. Tuesday, a mixture of clouds and sun, another shower or thunderstorm around, mostly for the afternoon, 90 to 92. News, weather, and traffic every 10 minutes in the morning. I'm Danielle Niddle, News Radio 1025 WFLA.
It's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear and more. You'll get it all right here and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. How is how is everybody doing? How's everybody doing? We got a good audience sitting in here with us today. Oh, everybody yeah. there doing all right? Yep. Yep. I see the heads up and down. We're in the uh, we're in the soundproof part of the room, so <laughs> you can't hear it shaking. You know, I can't I can't hear the uh, the raspberries or you know all that stuff. They're, the noises they're making over there. Um, the smells are coming in though, but the the sounds are they're staying out. Uh, that's him. Yeah. yeah well, that's hey, what hey. what what easy easy. <laughs> Wow, speaking man. of him, speaking of them, let's go around the room because you can't tell the players without the scorecard. On my right is the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Love the music. Oh, Love yeah. the only three oh, yeah. lines you could put on the radio, though. Only yep. three lines. Everything else is uh, is N-S-F-W, right? But that, that, that covers it all. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, most of our work is not safe for work. Just you know, yeah, just saying. Pretty just much. saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying. Just saying. That's that's the fun part of the job. <laughs> uh, sitting in on my left today is the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja himself. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. You know, when we were at NRA, I actually had somebody come up because it says legal ninja. Legal ninja show. on your clothing. And, yes. and they said, "What does that mean? It's the special license you can get only through the state." Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like there's a ninja testing process. That's right. Not that you're a but legal you, but ninja. Once, but once you get the license, you're yep. no longer allowed to practice the art. Oh, yeah, it's legal now. <laughs> yeah. Now they can see you. But yes, because you have because you have a license. Yes. <laughs> um, I yeah, just shake my head sometimes and go, here's your sign. We had a, we had a great time at NRA. It was wonderful. Uh, we were going to have many, many. In fact, let me give you a couple of the couple of the ideas of who, who you're going to be hearing on the program in, in, in the future. Well, look at this we, stack of cards. No, oh, oh, these are, oh, yeah, these are, these are my cards. I know, my I can cards. see that. Uh, Dr. John Adeen from Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. That's drgo.us, drgo.us. Uh, you know you're gonna, you know you're gonna hear from Dr. John if he's around and we're around. Doc John's gonna be on with us. Uh, we've got uh, Glenn Caroline from the. He's the director of the Grassroots Division in any with NRA. There's a lot of grassroots in the NRA. Yeah, too. there is. So that that was a that was a really that was a really cool one. He's a uh, constant gardener. He he's a he's a he's a what? It's awesome. grassroots. Oh, uh, like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm trying. Geez, who else all do we have on the program? We had we had so many people on with us. Um, um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go down down the list myself too. We had uh, it was just you know to see we had Big Mike from CERT. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, that was can't, a great interview. Him. That was a great interview. Big Mike Hughes from uh you know you know him from uh, from Top Shot and uh, from Next Level Training. He was on with us. Um, one of the coolest things that we put the photo out there. I don't know if you guys got to see it. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. We went to the bar with Mike. No photos. No, 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 no. It was not, it wasn't that. That was different that time. Wasn't different oh, okay. time. Different time. Okay. okay. Good, different time. Good. Um, we uh, we also had on Nathan Gibson and his daughters from Iowa. Yes. Um, yes. This was this was great. We really enjoyed having them on. The Iowa is the is the place where if you're under 14 years old, you're not allowed to touch a handgun, or the parents of becomes a felon. Even though they can shoot rifles and shotguns, the girls can't compete with the pistols in, in their in their in their uh, home contests. State. Right in their home state. So they have to cross the border to go uh, to go shoot. Yeah, you know, I never saw anybody laugh so hard other than you, oh, except boy. her. When, do we, do we want to give that away? Do yeah, we tell, give them, it away? tell okay. them. 
when Earl smacked me in the mouth. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Earl, that's we'll get to that. We'll get to that. You know what? Uh, I'm just just gonna say Kevin took a microphone mm-hmm. to the mouth and jumped out of the microphone stand, and it caught him pretty good. So we'll do that. But yeah, we had Big Mike Hughes on, and we introduced them, and it was kind of cool because uh, the the girls, the girls are eight, ten, twelve years old. I think 11. three of them were. I think eleven. Uh, one, one of yeah. She had her own promo shots, and she signed one for Big Mike and gave it to him, and then Big Mike got a picture with her. So it was yeah, pretty. It was cool his photo there. op, not hers. It, pretty yeah. pretty cool at the NRA show. Now you know where next year's NRA show is. Atlanta. Atlanta. You know we might be able to make it there in nine hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, because it's a five-hour trip. Yeah, that's a, that's why we'll make it there you in nine hours. Just had to bring that part up, didn't you? Just had to bring <laughs> um, it up. Listen, he's sitting on hold. Uh, I don't want to keep him any longer. We've got with us the executive director from Georgia Carry Association, Mr. Jerry Henry. Jerry, how you doing today? Doing fine. You? Uh, we are doing great. We are doing great. Have you guys started planning for uh, NRA next year? Are you guys gonna be uh, gonna be taking part in that? Well, we probably will. We really haven't started doing any planning yet, but we will. Uh... We will probably go and, and maybe have a booth. Who knows? Very good. Excellent, excellent. Um, I know we've got uh, we've got the Georgia Carey Convention coming up October, excuse me, October, uh, August. August, August 5th and 6th right there That's in correct. Atlanta. And uh, we, just, we just had on with us um, Liz Lazarus, the author of uh, uh, Free of Malice. Yes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and uh, she, she, you know, she says she's going to be there. She was asked to be... Uh, on the, panel, on the panel, on the panel. So she'll be there with you. I know uh, you and I Good. spoke this week, and um, we'll be up there with you, doing you know doing the broadcast up there uh, with mm-hmm. our, hopefully with our host station of uh, uh, AM nine twenty, the answer right there in Atlanta. So we'll be there with yeah. you. We'll be there with you guys also. Well, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, uh, Jerry, it'll be, it'll be fun time. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, it was it was a great night, and I, I I tell the story all the time. It was really my first time of doing purposeful open carry. You know, as you know, like mm-hmm. making it a fashion accessory and going out into the convention with it. It's something we don't get to do down here in the uh, open carry, unfriendly state of Florida. So it was a, uh, it was like the first time on a nude beach. You know, you, 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 you kept jumping uh, back, I going, "No, this is not for me. This is not for me." And I've never yeah, done the nude beach. I'm just imagining this, by the way. I was gonna say I haven't done the nude <laughs> yeah. beach yet. Yeah, he, they I rolling back in the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, yeah, beach twelve, huh? Yeah, yeah uh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Albino beach I can tell you, <laughs> I can certainly testify to the fact that uh, open carrying is a uh, liberating feeling. We were on the way to NRA show this past week, uh, and we, uh, you know, we, we in Florida, you, you 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 drive your truck on fumes until you get to Georgia because you, your gas costs less. And mm-hmm. we, we we got to Georgia, and we all you know got out and started to you know pull the shirts over the the firearms and put a jacket on. And uh, I think it was it was you. Was I, I said was wait you. wait, and this is this is one in the morning and we're at the gas station off the interstate. And I said wait, this is an open carry state. So yeah. we all took the shirts took, off, took, took the shirts off, put them behind the guns, and took like, pictures with ourselves. What you know? are you doing? I'm not taking off my shirt. <laughs> so it's like you said, it is a very liberating feeling, especially being down here in the southern states and the warm part of the year is coming up. And uh, you know that that Glock doesn't generate any uh, any any chill, you know. <laughs> no, it sure doesn't. I it, I I openly carry probably somewhere around 95% of the time. I, uh, you know, when it's cool, I have to put a jacket on that sort of yep. thing. And then I have a I have a couple places that I go that doesn't appreciate the open carry, so I have to conceal it. But for the most part, it's open carry for me. See, I want to get us. I want to get a T-shirt that it goes over over my pistol in those places that just says. And with an arrow, it says gun. <laughs> yes. Or put the, the imprint of the gun on it. Put a gun right there. Yeah, gun. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, 
Yeah, it's it's definitely a definitely a great feeling. Uh, we've been up there, like I said, we've been up there you know, a couple th- times through and through, and uh, the 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 only look you get open carrying in Georgia, and I'm not sure how how long you guys have had it there. The only the only look you get is um, uh, hey, is that a is that is that a is that a walnut grip you got on there? You know, right. <laughs> you know, what is Rosewood? What kind of what kind of holster is that? That's that's all you get. Well, and to answer how long we've been we've uh, been allowed to openly carry uh, since. Uh, Oglethorpe came over here. Okay. He's the one that he's the one that founded the state of Georgia. Oh, yeah, nice, very nice. I knew who Oglethorpe was. I met him. It's never been. It's never been against the law to carry openly in Georgia. Jerry, we got to cut to a break. If you give me one second, we'll uh, we'll come right back to you after the break. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. The Delta Sub 2000 semi-automatic rifle sure to arouse your curiosity Can somebody make sure he knows because it's foldable and adjustable but because it can take most popular handgun magazines so in that one millionth of a second when innovation ignites performance curiosity turns to pure adrenaline innovation performance Keltec. see more at keltechweapons.com Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. 
When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Uh, on the line with us, we have Jerry Henry. Jerry is the executive director of Georgia Carry, and you can check them out at georgiacarry.org. Uh, Jerry, you, you back with us? Yes, sir. Sorry about that. We uh, we had a quick little uh, get out there. The the brake stuck up on us a little quicker than we thought it was going to. I think we were where we were Not heading with that last uh, the last segment was it's been legal to open carry in Georgia since Georgia has existed. That's correct. <laughs> uh, now since. Since 1910, it has uh, required a, a license in order to carry. Okay. But uh, it's not a true open carry state in that you do have to have a license to carry. But if you have a license to carry, you can carry either openly or concealed. We don't have a we don't have a concealed carry permit or, or such. We have a Georgia weapons license, which allows you to carry uh, a firearm or a knife with uh, a blade greater than five inches, which is the definition of weapon in our statute on. Georgia weapon uh, license. So you have a GWL, you can carry it anywhere openly that you can concealed. Reasonable for now. I mean, considering where some others are, especially uh, some others directly to the south of you. Um, But I'm (laughs) I'm sure uh, it's something that uh, Georgia Carry will be working on in uh, in the future to, uh, to, you know, constitutional carry is one of those goals for for all of us. Um, Oh, yeah. Jerry, I'm, I'm talking about uh, you know legislation and getting things moving up there. What what happened with campus carry? Uh, this looked like it was uh, it was rolling right through up there for you guys. Uh, House Bill, you know, was it eight five nine? I believe it was. Yes, House Bill eight fifty nine. Well, it was. It rolled through. Uh, we had a, a overwhelming majority of the House members, overwhelming majority of the senators uh, voted for it, and it went to the governor's desk and. He promptly put back on his Democrat hat that he used to be, I guess, and vetoed it. Did he give any reason at all besides, you know, oh, you yeah. know what we could theorize? But yeah, he gave he gave a whole lot of reasons. One of them was he said that that uh, in Virginia, when uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson and I guess it was James Monroe uh, formed uh, University of Virginia. They said that there'd be absolutely no guns on campus. So he said that's the reason they did it. Of course, what he didn't say was when they made that statement, that was to keep dueling off of there because dueling was a popular <laughs> thing to do back then. When somebody walked up and slapped you upside the head, then you 
backed off at 10 paces and shot. And uh, that was the reason that they wanted to keep it off campus. But that was one of the reasons that he gave. And plus the fact he said that that even though the Second Amendment says shall not be in friends, that's not really what it means. That means that you don't necessarily have the right to, uh, to carry anywhere you want to. So uh, he, he backpedaled. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a website called georgiapacking.org. And if you go on it and look, you can find uh, what he gave as a reason for vetoing this year and compare that right below that to what he said when he signed HB 60 what was dubbed as the guns everywhere bill two years ago and it is two different people talking wow. his 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 veto uh, you know they write up they write up a, a report like on why they they vetoed and his veto uh statement looked a whole lot like it was written by uh bloomberg or Evertown usa or something you know every every gun every town for gun safety or what they call themselves today yeah, the, the, uh, it the was more crazy from, moms against everything. More, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was more along their lines than it was along a Second Amendment uh, person. Now, this is also a, a governor who had, uh, for the last uh, twenty years or so, twenty or thirty years, been given a uh, an A plus rating by the NRA. Yeah, that's what we're looking at. Thirty five years. Thirty five years. He's had an A plus rating from them. Yep, and then he he vetoes it. Says we don't need it. And, you know, the sad part about it was uh, the day the bill was introduced, there were two students at Georgia State in the library held up at gunpoint. <laughs> that was the fourth one this year. And that was in that was introduced in uh, February, I believe it was. And that was the fourth robbery inside the library this year. Uh, not too long after that, there were uh, two students shot on Georgia State campus. The Monday night before he vetoed the bill, there were two students held up at gunpoint on Georgia Tech campus. As he was signing the bill to veto it, or at least as he was announcing it, there was a, a young man stabbed to death on the Fort Valley campus uh, down, in, uh, down in South Georgia. And then there was, on the Friday after that, there were also two other people uh, who had armed uh, were armed uh, robberies on the Georgia Tech campus, and that's just three campuses we're talking about. So you know, he says we don't need it because it's safe. And so what he's done is he's issued a executive order requesting, and I didn't know executive orders requested anything, <laughs> but he he issued one requesting that the campus, uh, the, uh, the chancellor of the University of Georgia system. The man that's in charge of the technical colleges uh, and the police chiefs issue him a, a do a study for him due by I think August the first or something to tell them what their security procedures were and how they were going to stop this. This is the same thing that they use every year. Yeah. Every year, every two years, we have all kinds of robberies on Georgia uh, Tech campus, on Georgia State campus on other campuses, and their, their motive is, well, we'll put, in more cam we'll put in more cameras, we'll put in more card systems. And the library at, at Georgia Tech had a card, card reader system where you had to have one to get in there. Yes, and yet two people were held up at gunpoint. So it, it just it, the fact is, when you get right down to it, uh, the, 
the Board of Regents in the state of Georgia pretty much say what goes on in the in the on the campuses here in Georgia. And uh, even though the governor appoints them, they kind of tell him what they expect him to do, and he does. Yeah, this is a this is weird. This is a guy with you know thirty five plus years, and like you said, everything else that he's signed and touched has been gun friendly. Worked the worked great with the you know the legislation you guys have helped push forward before. Uh, you know, it's almost like uh, you know somebody's got some Polaroids of this guy doing something he shouldn't have done. You know, it's one of them <laughs> one of them weird backroom stories. Um, well, actually, actually, when he was elected, he said before he was elected even, and and then ever since then, he said if you put a gun good gun bill on my desk, I will sign it. Yeah. What he didn't tell you was how hard he would fight to keep it off of there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he fought an awful lot to keep mm. several gun bills off of there before he uh, finally had to sign HB 60. And you realize, you remember, HB 60 was 2014. Yes, sir. That was a that was an election year for the governor. Oh yeah, yeah. And George is not so, one where you want to be an anti-gun uh, candidate. You know. Not if you're expecting to run again. And he, of <laughs> course, is a is a uh, lame duck governor, and he's yeah. not going to run again. Jerry, we got about uh, about a minute and a half left. Let, I want to try and uh, nail what uh, TSA has helped uh, has asked for your assistance. Uh, well, they uh, they've changed the the procedures at the uh, airport. In the past, after HB 60, we passed a law that said that if you're caught there with a firearm, then they check to see if you have a license. If you don't have a license, you go to jail. If you do have a license, then they tell you to leave. And, you know, they check you out, make sure that that's all you're there, and it was an accident that you left it there. And they tell you to take the gun out of the airport. Now they have decided that the FBI has decided that they will um, deputize some of the local gendarmes up at the airport. And if you get caught going through there, you will get a federal citation if you have a license. If you don't, you'll go to jail, as you would before. But if you have a license, then you will be given a federal citation and allowed to go on your way. They'll take your gun, and you'll get the gun back when you go to court. Now... They're saying right now that it's going to be like a $100 fine. Right. But I'll believe that when I see it. And the funny thing about that is if you read, and we have the media advisory on our uh, website, if you read that, it says for Hartsfield Jackson Airport. Yeah. Yep. That's the only airport in the whole 50 states in the United States that it affects. Well, you know, they, they've got so the TSA's got everything under control everywhere, so they just figured they'd put a little more manpower into this. Yeah, I have to go along with that. They, uh, <laughs> well, what uh, one of the guys from the FBI, who's a pretty pretty high level guy, was on TV the other night saying that that they had to do something about that because if somebody uh, somebody was going to pull a terrorist act, he could go get a Georgia weapons license. Then he could come back and try to take <sighs> a gun through the TSA every day well. until he finally got one through there, and then he could commit his terrorist attack. Talk about making now, the uh, that really makes a lot of sense, yeah, doesn't it? Let's <laughs> try. Let's talk, talk about some reverse reasoning. Jerry, thanks for coming yeah. on the program. Um, we will I see you it. soon up there at the convention. I'm sure we'll talk to you before that. It's georgiacarry.org, georgiacarry.org, and uh, and thank you again, sir, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. We'll see you after the break.
cracked sidewalks and parking areas are a liability. Lawsuits are filed daily over trip and falls. Repair your sidewalk, driveway, or parking lot with Seal Coat Florida. Make your concrete or asphalt look new again. Seal Coat Florida patches, stripes, and resurfaces parking lots, walkways, and driveways. Seal Coat Florida has free estimates, flexible work schedules, and professional service. Call Seal Coat Florida at 321-385-SCFL. Online at SealCoatFlorida.com. Seal Coat Florida, a proud sponsor of the Second Amendment and Arms Room Radio. Is it time to buy an AR rifle? If you're buying an AR rifle in Central Florida, get the highest quality for the best price when you buy direct from the manufacturer. That's what you get when you buy an arms room AR rifle or AR pistol. Made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to have their lives depend on the rifle in their hands. The arms room AR rifle is made right here in Central Florida with the highest quality materials and standards. Now's the time to shop the arms room today and get great prices on everything in stock. Check out their vast selection of handguns, shotguns, hunting rifles, Liberty gun safes, arms room AR rifles, and AR pistols. The arms room is a full-service gun store and always has new and pre-owned guns on sale as well as the largest selection of Liberty safes in Central Florida. The arms room on East Colonial Drive, a quarter mile west of the Bithlow Raceway in beautiful downtown Bithlow. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. or always open online at armsroom.com. Get your arms room AR rifle or AR pistol today. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client self-defense issues max law orlando car crash or personal injury max law orlando does your business have a lawyer of record max law orlando gun problems max law orlando do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer max law orlando do you have a full service law firm on speed dial max law orlando then these guys can make you a deal check them out at maxlaworlando.com for all your legal needs this commercial has been paid for by the arms room You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Captain James A. Alex Funkhauser was killed in action on Memorial Day, May 29, 2006, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Funkhauser, 35, of Katy, Texas, was assigned to the 1st Battalion, 12th Infantry Regiment, 4th Brigade, 4th Infantry Division, Fort Hood, Texas. He died of injuries sustained when a vehicle-borne improvised explosive device detonated near his Humvee during reconnaissance patrol operations in Baghdad. A prior enlisted man, Captain Funkhauser was assigned as an armor officer at Fort Hood since April 2005. He arrived in Iraq December 2005. He made fast friends with his Iraqi translator nicknamed Sam. Sam also died in the attack along with two CBS news reporters. Since arriving in Baghdad, Funkhauser had been escorting camera crews and media from all over the world. He wanted to be sure the crews saw the good things, not just the bad. He'd talked to his father, retired Army Colonel James A. Funkhauser Sr., about his job. Funkhauser Sr. commissioned his son in 1999, an honor he will always remember. His father said, There's a lot of things that you think about, things that you should have or could have or would have said to him that you can't say anymore. Funkhauser's last phone call to his wife was the night before the attack. We always ended every conversation the same. 
We'd say, I love you and I'll talk to you soon, she recalls. In addition to his wife, Jennifer, he left behind two small daughters, Caitlin and Allison. He was buried at Fort Sam Houston National Cemetery on June 9, 2006. Army Captain James A. Alex Funkhauser, you are not forgotten. If you are in need of a full-service law firm, please feel free to give us a call, 407-480-2179, or you can reach me on my cell at 407-467-4960. And, of course, the, the website's always available, maxlaworlando.com. Criminal, civil, family law, or PI. If you've got a legal issue, I probably can help you figure out a way to solve it. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you again for sponsoring it. It's a, it's a, you know, it means more. Uh, on, a, on a weekend like this with Memorial Day, uh, you know that uh, you sponsor that segment, and it means uh, it means more to to me every day. So, uh, you know, we want to we want to spend this segment talking to you about Memorial Day. Uh, I want to give you I want to give you some numbers. I want to give you some numbers first, just so you understand the, the magnitude of what we're talking about. Um, the total amount of of, of American casualties uh, that have that have happened in wars in Afghanistan, we've lost uh, just over, uh, uh, just under 1,100 soldiers have died in Afghanistan, 1,100 servicemen. Iraq's been 4,400, just a couple over 4,400. Uh, Vietnam is 58,209. We lost 58,209 servicemen. In Korea, 33,686. That's 33,686. World War II is astonishing when you look at the number. It sits there, you know, as large as it is. Just over 405,000. 405,000 soldiers and, sa- and sailors and Marines uh, in World War II. World War I, 116,516. Just over 116,000. Uh, and this was a war where uh, we, we were never threatened, the homeland. This was... To, in the defense of our allies, carrying out our treaties and, and, and coming to the aid of, of all those in Europe that were, were under siege. The uh, Spanish-American War, uh, 2,446, 2,446. The War of 1812 was just at 20,000. The Revolutionary War, the one that uh, brought us here, the one that, the one that, the one that got us our own Got us our own flag and our own country and broke away from the tyranny. Broke away, man, breaking away from tyranny sounds good, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, Revolutionary War, 25,000. The big one here, uh, the Civil War. There were combined between the North and the South, 620,000 deaths. And and when you go online and you, you never see uh, an accurate portrayal, an accurate number, an agreement here of what's gone on, it, it's... 620,000 is now being called the low end estimate. It's probably, uh, you know, authorities believe about about 20% higher than that. Um, because there was a big deal, uh, obviously, with all the wars back in, you know, b- before modern medicine, before, you know, we'd call it World War II, I guess. But even so, in the Civil War, uh, if you might have gotten wounded on the battlefield and, and you could survive it today with the, you know, an ice pack and a, a, a band aid, but when infection would set in back then in the, the dirty surgeon would come over and stitch it up for you. You know, you were dead in a day. Yeah. Well, so it wasn't you know, actually the injury; it was the aftermath. 
Yeah, but what you know? How do you? Do you nobody keep, nobody keeps those records, you yeah, know, and that's why uh-huh. these numbers fluctuate because you yeah. don't know what that record is. Uh, you know, did he die as a result of the, you know the lead poisoning, or did he die as a result of the uh, the treatment from the lead poisoning? Yeah, just I quickly added them up as you were uh, reading them off, and that's one point two million. Yeah, it's uh, it's sacrifice. It's the ultimate sacrifice, and and that's what uh, uh, memorial. Uh, that's what Memorial Day is. Memorial Day is uh, you're 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 thankful, you, you're you're grieving, you're 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 gracious to all of those that have given their life for in, in service. Um, Veterans Day is when you you're thankful for everybody that has that has also died and everybody that is still currently alive. Veterans are thanking thanking those amongst you uh, that walk amongst you that have served. Yeah, don't don't. Thank a living vet on Memorial Day. Makes them anxious. It, it yeah, yeah. It, well, well, you know something I don't? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's, Talk yeah, to my exactly, doctor? Exactly. What, are, what are you saying? Um, it still happens. There's still, uh, you'll still see names get carved on the Vietnam War Memorial. You know, here, 41 years after the fall of Saigon, they'll say, and some, you know, some uh, medical examiner will say, his death today was a result of his injuries in Vietnam. And he's added to the uh, the casualty list from the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've talked about him on here. We had a, a very good friend and close close associate friend of the program here, who uh, left Iraq six years ago, and six years later died as a result of injuries received in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, adding adding to that number. Um, and this this these numbers don't even include the. The, the tragedy of the suicides that are going on with the uh, the, the soldiers from Afghanistan and Iraq, um, 22 a day is the average, and it's it's 22 heroes a day that uh, we're we're we we need to reach out to. We're not we're not turning our backs on them. It's just they need more. They do. They 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 need more. Uh, you know that we're we're they, aware they of them. They need they need the head of the VA not to. Uh, listen, you suggest know, I, it's like Disney World. I, I don't, yeah, I don't want to turn this into uh, a, you know a VA a VA bashing, but uh, yeah, what the heck? We got mm, two did, minutes. Let's I do it. it. Let's do I it. did that. Um, <laughs> when you the, tell them I did it. We got when, time. We got when time. the head of the VA says, "What are we worried about wait times for?" Nobody's worried about wait times at Disney World. Um, you know, what? standing in line at Disney World won't kill you. We, you need to you need to take this guy out and uh, 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 draw a quarter. Tar- no, tar- we, no, 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 no. Put him in the stockades. Give him something that requires medical treatment, and tell him to wait. I'll tell you what's uh, what's so what's so uh, heartbreaking with this current uh, VA administrator is uh, he's a West Point graduate. He's a he's a he's an Army officer. Um, his uh, we know where his party affiliation lies, but uh, you know that you you would think having stood there with others in uniform and suffered. Uh, the way only you know soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and coast guardsmen and merchant marinemen can can suffer. He would uh, he, he'd have a little more sympathy. But you know what? This is this is one of them uh, people uh, that's got too much money to know what he's uh, what to do with it. And he's never if he's had a cough, you know somebody dials a phone and the doctor shows up. So what does he care? You know, he's he's that kind of he's that kind of guy. Evidently, it's a, a child of uh, of fortune. So. So Memorial Day, this Memorial Day, while you're out and you're enjoying, and please go out and enjoy the time off, enjoy the days. Every veteran 
that uh, gave their life in service would want you to spend the time with your family, having fun, drinking beer, at the barbecue, go to the ball game, watch the TV, whatever it is, just remember why. Not, you not asking you to do, do anything else, just remember why. Remember why. And remember that they gave their life so that you could have this you, you could have this time. Not specifically this weekend, but they gave their lives so you could continue with, with your uh, way of freedom. So uh, and enjoy it. Remember them. Uh, it's, it's a Remembrance Day. It's Memorial Day. And, uh, and, and God be with them. God be with all of them. Um, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. ordinary shotgun not with innovative dual tube magazines that hold a dozen 12 gauge rounds plus one in the chamber and in the one millionth of a second when innovation ignites performance the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete innovation performance Keltec. see more at keltechweapons.com Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. 
Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shoparmsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Gentlemen, it just uh, it, it runs past us every week. It runs past us. I don't know where the program goes. Time um, flies. Train more. It, uh, oh yeah, well, and it wouldn't yeah, run listen, past you. I, 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 my training is now uh, sit on the side and, and get a good sight picture. Hey, remember rule number one. Yeah, cardio. 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 Rule number one. Cardio. Um, rule number two: Don't carry a double barrel shotgun and, and <laughs> want to go double tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad plan. <laughs> Or just get good at reloading. What if you? Yeah, exactly. We could do the uh, Kevin's reload. It's drop the gun, grab, grab another gun, grab another gun. <laughs> That's a lot because, of shotguns. Because reloading Ooh. is, you know, is is just wasteful. It's it's lame. <laughs> it's, you don't have more than one. You're not trying hard enough. Yeah. Uh, did you guys catch the HBO special this week? I don't know if anybody saw this. It, it wasn't like this was uh, publicized. I think this probably would have been a little more publicized if. Uh, Katie Couric had not uh, stepped on her junk this past week with a with a fake story. Uh, well, fake well, editing. Uh, yeah, a, yeah. Real a, story with fake editing. A uh, modest uh, debunked documentary. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the segment, this was on the uh, the HBO Real Sports. And I, and I like watching HBO Real Sports every once in a while because you know what it's about sometimes? You know what uh, Real Sports is about sometimes? Real Sports? Sometimes it's about sports. But the rest of the time, it's about politics, and uh, you know, or sports and politics. Yeah, but uh, this one, this one, it just surprised me. I, I turned it on, and, and here's what I do: uh, bring up, uh, bring up real sports. Uh, let's see highlights. Uh, what's it about? Any baseball? Any baseball? No, nope, move along. Nothing to see. You know, that's that's you know, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll, go, that's find, you. I'll go find a different it's, channel. It's so, not baseball. It's not a sport. Right, right, right. And and only really half of baseball is baseball because the other half's got the designated hitter. Um, that's not real sports. Um, <laughs> Don't be bitter. The uh, HBO Real Sports uh, trolls public about America's most popular rifle. Uh, I think that's kind of an understatement, you know, <laughs> of, of what really happened. Uh, again, you got this uh, this in, in incredibly biased rich guy with guns guarding him, Bryant Gumbel, telling us how bad guns are. In fact, at one point when he's sitting there talking to this uh, this other biased fool, David Robert, David Scott, uh, it, it was, well, you know, next they're going to have RPGs. You know, meaning you know, civilians are going to be able to go out and buy them. Where? We get, well, exactly. That's I mean, it's RPGs are us. You know, where do you get them? You know, you know hook me up. Hook me up. Uh, coming on the heels of the former Today Show uh, host Katie Couric's now debunked documentary, uh, Bryant Gumbel got up, got on the TV, and took a took his best shot at uh, America's most popular rifle, the AR-15. Uh, in fact, the segment was titled "AR-15 Modern Sporting Rifle." 
uh, it starts out nice enough. You know, the reporter goes in and he 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 meets with a, a gentleman who owns a couple of AR-15s, and they, they said to him, uh, "What's what's what's the allure?" He goes, "Listen, I I was a you know an old school bolt action hunting rifle guy when I when I first started to learn to shoot. You know, my grandfather and father taught me how. Uh, and then these came out. I can buy one of these uh, for less money." I can buy one of these and and get more accessories. I could buy one of these and have more caliber options. I could buy one of these, put whatever scope I want onto it. I could buy one of these for whatever purpose, whether it be competition shooting, for hunting, or, or for strictly for you know defensive weapons. And, and he's right. You know, listen, this this weapon is the we say it, it's it's this is a Lego for 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 adults. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like to tell the guys that come into the gun store all the time. We didn't get to have Barbie dolls when we were little girls. Now we get to have AR-15 rifles. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't I, lie about the Barbie dolls. Yeah, so. yeah that's, well, he had the okay, Barbie dolls. It's because he, he used them as targets. He used the, is the G, he had the GI Joes. <laughs> yeah, GI Joe had somebody to take to the uh, the military ball. Exactly, so, you know, that, exactly. That was it. Why it was under his pillow, we don't know. But you know, hey, 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 hush, easy, hush. easy. I told he you, holding on to the teeth. I told uh, you that in confidentiality. That's true. But yeah, oh, yeah. You know what? I think we were in Vegas too, so you you get a yeah. Figure, come you on, get a, you get Jeez. a shot. Face or gut, you get a shot. You get to pick. Okay. The. You know they're they're just so these these they're so versatile for what you can do. Their estimates they were talking about on the program were 12 million, and when you say 12 million, it sounds like they're they're standing at the corners and issuing them to people. Uh, I I don't quite think it's 12 million. Uh, I, it's probably just as an obscene number. You know maybe it's six million, uh, but it's it's a. No, I I think I'd like DHS to think there's 12 million AR-15 <laughs> rifles just wandering around. Right you know what makes them do? Stay in their compound. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So again, this this goes into this segment uh, about uh, with this gentleman who owns them, and and he he tells the reporter everything, and the reporter nods his head, and you know, well that's wonderful, that's wonderful, and then the reporter you know turns around with the um, all the shootings that have involved AR-15s, and 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 here's what I here's the thought that was going through my head, and this is no no disrespect to anybody that's uh lost their life due to a firearm, which, by the way, is a number much lower than uh, vehicle accidents, which is a number much lower than heart disease, which is a number much lower than suicides, million. which is a number oh, much lower than yeah, cancer. Not, not not 12 12 malpractice. With, yeah, much lower than mal- malpractice has killed more people than firearms. Yeah. Malaria? Yeah, malaria. <laughs> mal- mal- malaria. What are you, wandering around the Sudan again looking for <laughs> water? What are you doing? Um, the... Uh, He's building a railroad in Florida. <laughs> building a railroad to Florida, yes. Uh, now, what what had what had gone on? Like I said, they were they were talking about these AR-15s and how and how deadly they were. Kevin pointed out the, you know the, the number and for for DHS, what they were trying to portray was that every mass shooting involved an AR-15. Here's and and they had three or four examples. AR-15, AR-15. Uh, and you know, why are AR-15s involved so much? Why are AR-15s involved this way? Why are AR-15s involved so much? And I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say the reason AR-15s are, and I don't even agree that they're the most predominant, but I'll say the, the reason that AR-15s are used in illegal shootings is for the same reason Ford F-150s are used in DUIs. That reason being, uh, they're the most popular. They have the best yep. cost. I'm not going to go anything about you know what your loyalty is to whatever truck. I'm not going there. 
I'm just saying because the numbers and the price make it affordable for anybody that wants one yeah. and that's qualified for yeah. one yeah. With, I, on the I, case of a firearm. I, I think I saw something that uh, uh, according to the numbers, it averages out Ford sells a new F-150 like every 10 minutes. Yeah. Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe Ford's giving AR-15 or rifles away with their car trucks. <laughs> yeah. Buy an F-150, get an AR-15. One of, the, one of the really pitiful things that they did on this segment is this reporter, David Scott, uh, went and, and, and got, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Sullivan. I can't remember his first name. Um, he was one of the designers back with Gene Stoner uh, that originally developed the AR-15 back in the 50s uh, you know, as, as a new military weapon. Mm-hmm. And they, they brought him in to talk about the, the, the weapon. And 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 then the clips were, and it was probably Katie Couric that that uh, edited it. Uh, Jim Sullivan, thank you. Um, you know, uh, tell us about this white this rifle. It's deadly. Tell us about this round. It kills. Uh, tell us about this round. I saw a guy get shot in the ankle and die. Yeah. Uh, why? Yeah, well, because nobody yeah. stopped the bleeding. Well, I didn't care if you got a bloody nose, you don't stop the bleeding. You know, you're gonna you're, you're gonna go down. But Thoreau died from cutting himself shaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this. Uh, they brought this old gentleman out, who, you know, a distinguished man in the firearms community, and they they made him look like an old fool. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I'll tell you what, Bryant Gumble and David Scott, uh, just, you know, meet me outside. Let's have a, let's have a conversation. No guns, no guns involved. Uh-huh. I'm just I'm just gonna give you my opinion in person and uh, without having the FCC find me four hundred and sixty thousand dollars. That's that's what I want to do. Uh, have that conversation with you. I, I am familiar with the parlance. Have a conversation. <laughs> let's let's go outside and have a conversation. So uh, it was it was pitiful. Uh, HBO, you, you you lost you lost another viewer. I'll I'll get my baseball from uh, from my my personal favorite sports network. I'll just go there. I don't need to see you anymore. Um, listen, uh, it's been a good show. Uh, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank our guests, Liz Liz Lazarus from uh, with her with her new novel, Free Malice. Free of Malice. Yep. Free of Malice. You could check her out. I believe it's freeofmalice.com. You can see a, you can check out the book there. It's on Amazon also. And then, of course, to our good friend, uh, Jerry Henry. He's the executive director of Georgia Carey. And if you'll go to georgiacarey.org, it doesn't matter if you live in Georgia or not. If you're sitting in Atlanta, listen to my voice. That's great. Become a member. Uh, it's about defending your constitutional rights. If you're outside of Georgia, you can join. They have take, you, know, you make a donation, and now you become a member, uh, like, like all of us have done. Uh, thank them for their uh, thank them for their presence on the show today. Thank everybody else for listening. And please, a couple couple little pointers before we go. Exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, and you don't have one of the twelve of me in AR-15 rifles, get ready. And if you are ready, go use it and clean it. And please, please don't be caught dead in a gun-free zone. We'll see you next week. Be safe. MR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. 
So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10%. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando.